Welcome to the Jammin' Show. My name is Ben Villers, and I'm a fitness trainer, DJ, and MC here in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to my show. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Today's going to be a great episode, and I felt it was really important to talk about being, it's okay to be wrong so that you can learn and adapt. So many people get frustrated when they're wrong. I'm guilty a little bit in the short term, but overall, you want to have this attitude about, and this is with everything, is you want to embrace failure as a lesson. And the key is to not repeat the same mistakes that you make over and over and over again. Otherwise, these these lessons can be painful and costly, right? As a full-time entrepreneur myself, I've... I've had to embrace um, this attitude throughout my entire business. Um, I've had little guidance through my entire operation. I've had to use all of my own money, and I've had to learn everything the hard way. Like, sure, um, I was raised in a middle-class family from the Northeast, so um, we were not poor, but we were not rich. I was like just like a, a normal middle-class family. Um, I had a fun upbringing, right? But um, I, I, you know, ever since I graduated college, which was now um, in 2014, I haven't had shit. Um, I haven't been able to live with my parents. I've had to literally um, build everything from the bottom. Um, Like my parents, they moved from where I'm from. So I had nowhere to go besides where they moved to, which was in the middle of nowhere because um, they retired. And while they gave me good parental advice as I grew up, they were not entrepreneurs. They were not entrepreneurs. So they've only given me their wisdom from what they've had and their experience. And then I went down the corporate thing and the part-time training thing since 2014. And I have had some really incredible bosses and and mentors um, along the way um very few though at the same time so you know my asshole boss at one of my companies um when i worked for catered fit he's technically a mentor um because i actually at the time admired him so much and then my personal training mentor um he's the one who got me into the game in los angeles to being as busy as I am today. And then I've got my DJ mentor because I wouldn't have been a DJ if it wasn't for Vox DJs and Casey Campbell. Um, you know, so I've had my some mentors, but they were indirect. They, they weren't like sitting me down and teaching me things um, the way I would have liked to. I had to study them and observe them. And I had to learn a lot of lessons in personal training, in selling, in marketing, in promotions, in DJing, and MCing, all of these things I've had to learn on the fly, right? I, I wasn't really sure how to do a lot. So when I started the, the, the nutrition business and <clears throat> promotions, that was like my first big boy job with that title. Um, I just attacked it head on had a lot of success. 
even though I've been an athlete my whole life and I was a personal trainer in, in 2014, when I started training in LA hardcore, I was doing it wrong. I was doing it wrong. Um, so many things I was doing wrong. Um, so many body parts. I couldn't effectively train people the way I wanted to. I couldn't be as detailed as I wanted. I couldn't be as specific as I wanted. My clients would feel this thing. I couldn't help them feel that thing. <clears throat> there's, there's so much to being a trainer that people don't realize. Um, and I've had to learn all of that on the fly. DJing and MCing, I only started that since 2016. So there is still so much on the fly. There have been so many errors and mistakes I've, I've made. Um, and I just have to embrace them. I can easily be like, yeah, I don't know how to do these things. So I, I don't do them. But that is the problem. People's mindsets are totally in the gutter when it comes to what they can and cannot do. Right. And I've talked about this with my squatting and my deadlifting videos and abs and glutes and whatever. But instead of saying, I have this and I can't do this, it's more of the, I need to fix this so I can do this. Right. So not being afraid to fail, because this is how you're going to literally push that boundary. So, you know, people who know me may laugh at this um, because. You know, my reputation to them is, is for sure that I think that I know everything. I'm Mr. I know everything. My parents, my friends, everybody, um, they think that I, I'm Mr. Know-it-all, but that's not even true. Like, because when I feel like I'm right, I definitely will hold ground. But when I know that I'm wrong, um, I will be the first to admit it and pivot and come around. I do not dig into the trenches deeper. If I realize that I'm wrong, now I'm trying to secure my position so that I'm proven not wrong, right? I don't care about being wrong. I just want to be right. I want to know the answer. I don't care about making a point on somebody. It all comes down to learning and adapting, right? Be wrong, learn, and adapt. So I thought I knew something. I might have said it a couple of times that this is how it is. Then I, I was told or I studied or something convinced me, and then I will turn it around. I was wrong. I learned, and then I adapted. A lot of people are wrong. Um, they might learn in their head, but they don't adapt. They don't change course. Um, Another time I've been wrong, right? And this is just part of the evolution of, of training, right? You know, I, again, I've been an athlete my whole life and I started lifting at 14 years old. And um, I was lifting heavy. And by the time I graduated high school as a senior, you know, I think I was like, I was 18 or something like that, I guess. Now I was lifting some big ass weight. You know, I was, I was benching 300 pounds. I was squatting 400 pounds. I was, I was deadlifting close to 400 pounds. I was power cleaning. 235. Um, and I struggled that and actually I struggled with my power clean because I did not have the mobility and the technique to, to get higher than 235. And the same thing with my squatting and my benching and my deadlifting. Um, when you look at somebody, you feel like you can, you can do it, but 
in reality in the fitness space, there's so much detail that you you just don't see. And as a train, and I would hurt, right? So I would have like knee pains, back pains. I almost missed the games because of pain from like, I didn't even know what at the time. I didn't even know what it was at the time. But a lot of it was back spasms and trying to push the edge. So it's, it's normal for people to lift heavy wrong. It's, it's very common. So this is another example of learning, um, it, uh, of being wrong, learning, and adapting, right? So in this situation, um, you, you know, now I've learned well, I was wrong, and then I've learned and I've adapted, and now I've fixed all of those pains at 30 years old. And while I don't lift that same weight today, I will. And I'm way more pain-free and solid than I was then. Um, and that is super important to understand. Um, as a trainer, right, I thought that I'd be a good trainer because I was an athlete. And that is partly definitely true. But I, I remember when I actually started learning how to do back exercises correctly. Like I was doing back exercises back in high school but I wasn't connecting the dots the same way. It wasn't clicking the same way. The detail wasn't the same. When I would train clients, we would do back exercises and they'd be a common thing as I feel it in my arms. I used to not be too sure how to correct that specifically because you're still using your back to a degree, even if you feel it in your arms. But if you're feeling a juicy pump in your arms when you're doing back exercises, I'm telling you right now, you're doing it wrong. Then glutes, oh man, glutes. I, I mean, when you squat, when you deadlift, when you lunge, when you do shit, you're using your glutes. But so common you hear, I feel this in my quads. And when you're trying to do a glutes exercise and your client is telling you you feel it in your quads and you can't correct the, the, the feeling, that's a shitty feeling, right? So you have to learn, you have to be wrong, you have to learn the, the problem, and then you have to adapt, right? Then I remember chest. I, I didn't learn how to do chest for a long time too. Again, before I was benching 300 pounds, which is a chest exercise, but Okay, why can't I teach chest? What's the deal? Eventually, I got to be able to teach juicy chest workouts and being able to distinguish between the different parts of the chest and being able to relieve tension in the chest and in the back and the shoulders. Same thing with triceps. You know, I learned how to do the proper angles and stability in the shoulders much later for triceps than um, when I was younger. When I was squatting and when I was deadlifting, I was too stiff. I was too stiff. Uh, my mobility was not nearly as good as it should have been for lifting as much weight. I was trying to go deep into my squats when I wasn't physically capable of doing it, my strength was there, but the tracks, the smoothness, the iron, just the smoothness of it all was not correct. I shouldn't have even been lifting that heavy weight. My muscles were capable of literally pushing or pulling that weight, but I should not have been lifting that weight because 
it just, it wasn't as good as it could be. Right. So I was wrong. I learned and I adapted and I, and I transferred this from myself and in my clients and now really, really understanding this concept. Um, you know, educate the journey of education is endless. It's, it's really incredible. I, I now, you know, I'm getting paid as for a variety of different things. And since I'm an entrepreneur, I'm just learning all the time. And in fitness, I'm still learning all the time. I have a ton of books I still need to read. And each book and each day that I read, I'm learning. And there are times where I'll be humbled when I'm reading. So you know, I think that I've, you know, I'm 30 years old. So there might be some things that I've been doing wrong forever. And then I'll, I'll learn something new and I'll realize that I was wrong. I learned it and I adapted to it. Right. I do this with my fitness. You know, I love learning languages. I love, you know, investing. Um, I love working on projects. Like this podcast is the definition of doing it wrong, learning, and adapting. When I first started the podcast, I was delaying doing it at all because I didn't know what I was going to do. But then I realized I'm never going to get started if I keep this attitude. So I just started making episodes um, when I first started. And they were kind of all over the place. And now I'm you know, close to 50 episodes in. Let's see here. How many episodes am I in? Take a quick little look. Take a quick little look. If this is fast, it's going pretty quick. Um, um, there we go. There we go. And so this will be episode 49. And I'm not exaggerating. I don't feel like I really started hitting um, my stride until, um, you know, in my mid, it, it, like, let's see, I'm going back on these episodes and while there were a bunch of good episodes earlier in the, in the podcast, I really don't feel like I started hitting my stride until like number 30, honestly, number 30. And before that, still figuring it out. Decent before 30, but figuring it out. I learned, I, I was wrong. I learned and I adapted 30 episodes in before I feel like I'm really getting something concretely and beautiful. Okay. So another example, you know, is I get a lot of, so I get a lot of comments these days because I've earned it about my social media and my marketing and my content. And it's because I'm relentlessly consistent and I push the boundary to learn. I'm not afraid to spend my own money and lose it if I know I'm going to get a lesson out of it. Um, and this is the, you know, with my, my advertising. So unfortunately I'm not blessed to get the love from the social media algorithms. They, they must know that I, I earn my money for a living and that they want to take it from me. Uh, I, they definitely know these people, like the people who they know won't make shit unless they hook them up. They're hooking them up with algorithms and the people who, who really earn their money for a living have to pay for exposure because a lot of people who have millions of followers or even thousands of followers, their content sucks. I study people's content 
And some of them are well earned. And I don't want to diminish these people at all. I want to give them the credit because a lot of people don't get the credit that they deserve for their hard work. So with social media, it's so common to look at someone with thousands or millions of followers and think they have it easy because they have a big following. When in reality, they earned and worked for that following. They did exactly what I'm telling you. They were wrong. They learned and they adapted over and over and over again until they found something that works. And then they grew business out of it. And you know, social media is like a website. So you can use the same approach as a website in your social media. Um, but there are a lot of people whose content is ass and they're just showing off something and they just notice that they get a lot of love. And they just keep doing it. And then now they have this massive following and they're doing nothing with it. Or they're, they're just subpar. And they really just don't deserve it. I've had to fork up my heart. Yeah, the point I'm trying to make is I've, I, even though my content it gets so much love, right? I get DMs and comments from people all the time who love my content and that it helps them so much. So why aren't I getting a lot of love on the social media unless I pay for advertising, right? And that's okay. I understand how to do business. So in the end, I just accept the way it is. Um, but it is so strange how people value my content, yet they, they don't see it unless I pay for it. Whatever. That's allowed me to push the boundary on my marketing skills. Now I have the ability to spend money and make a return, right? That, I mean, that is such a valuable skill because most, most, most people would never do what I did there. People would not spend thousands of dollars to get no results, but I've done that. So I've got data and information that no one else will ever be able to get because I'm not a pussy. And I mean that in, 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 in the sense that we don't like soft people in all aspects. And I don't mean that aggressively either because I know plenty of soft people, but you wanna be, you wanna be bold. You wanna be courageous. You wanna be tough. You wanna be strong because glory comes to those who pushes the boundaries. There's nothing wrong with being comfortable and soft. That's, that's okay. But if you're looking to reach the top, you're going to have to do some, some ballsy stuff, um, like spending money on, on, on stuff that you know you're not going to get a return on investment right now, but you know the long-term future. I was wrong. With my advertising, I've been wrong so much. I've learned so much. And I've adapted so much. And I want to share one last story on a very famous person, very controversial person these days, who I don't think deserves to be controversial, who has built his entire fortune on being wrong, learning and adapting, because he knows this is how you make a superior product experience company and this is elon musk the reason why he deserves the love that i'm going to give him is because he is so fucking clutch to america and to the world 
he might be a clown for sure. Like, you know, he, he's definitely a clown in his own right. But we should be writing this motherfucker thank you cards because if it wasn't for him, we would have such a subpar space program and we would be so behind on environmental friendly policies and going into the clean energy um, revolution, evolution, because his company, Tesla, is the leader in clean technology for cars. His space program is saving the United States' ass now more than ever, especially with this Ukraine stuff going on, guys. People don't realize that we did not have a space program up, up until Elon Musk. Sure, we had NASA. We have NASA. We've been to the moon, but there has been a major, major pause in this space program for the United States. It has stalled. And the people who are in charge of developing our space program have robbed the taxpayers legitimately billions and billions and billions of dollars for no results. We used to, for, for decades, have to rely on Russia and China to send any people to space. And maybe some of you are like, what's, what is the point? What is the point? Well, when you have nations and people who, who are trying to hurt you and they are able to go above you, that creates a great threat. So just because Russia and China are not the United States, for, for literally three decades, they've had the ability to go into space and hover around the United States on their will. On their will. Not anymore. Thanks to Elon Musk. He now has, he is contracted by the United States to develop this space program because he is successful in sending people and rockets to space at the fraction of the cost efficiently. And again, why is this relevant? Because we are at war, uh, Russia and Ukraine, and, and I guess us, we're at war. And if we couldn't go into space and defend ourselves, what is stopping a Russia or a China to just hover over our country and cause problems? Well, the answer is they cannot do that anymore, thanks to Elon Musk. Before, we, if, it, if it was not for this man being wrong, learning, and adapting, we would have no space program to counter Russia and China who are aggressive against the United States. And that is absolutely a threat. That is absolutely a threat. If they weren't aggressive towards us and we were all like in peace, then maybe it's a different story. But unfortunately, we live in that type of world. Okay. So now we are, we have a strong defense against enemies in space. And we are able to push the boundaries of space, find new resources, and maybe find some new places to, to grow the human race because the earth is going to come to an end at some point, hopefully no time soon. But this type of innovation and not being afraid to fail, learn, and adapt is the whole reason why he's built this program. I watched this documentary on Netflix, and I absolutely recommend you should because it's very eye-opening about Elon Musk and the space program. They literally go into depth how they were not afraid to fail on their tests. 
because they knew they would learn a lesson and that would save them in the future. And they kept this. They, they failed a bunch of times until they finally got to the final product. And now they're sending rockets and people in the United States all the time. So they're not going to Russia or China to, to go to space. We're doing it right here on the motherland at, for pennies on the dollar. And to me, that's a big deal. Not because I'm just so interested in space, but these, you know, the past couple of years have been very fearful in the, in the macro economy and still things are uncertain. And let me tell you right now, if we didn't have Elon Musk in that space program, things would be even more uncertain because you know who'd be floating above me and us right now if you're listening to this in the United States? Vladimir Putin. You don't think he'd be uh, considering causing us harm in the United States if uh, we couldn't go into space and defend ourselves? Yeah. I hope you, you're getting your head out of the clouds, no pun intended, because that for sure would be something they're thinking. But unfortunately, they can't do that. Um, and all of like the, the satellites and the Wi-Fi and the technology that we're providing to the Ukrainians to, to defend themselves, that's being funded by a few things. The private sector and, and in the U.S. government, but the private sector in the United States is, is so superiorly innovative there are a lot of companies and people outside the united states but the way the united states is designed helps push entrepreneurialism which is back to the point of this episode which is being wrong learning and adapting so i hope you guys got value out of this message i certainly did talking out loud and until next time folks have a great Great rest of your day.